Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the very first edition of White Wine Question Time with me, Kate Thornton. I'm excited. This is the show that combines three of my greatest friends who will be very well known to you with three bottles of wine and three thought-provoking questions. Tonight, I'm joined by Sugar Babe Heidi Range. I can't hold me more, so I sing like a bird. Actress and TV host, Angela Griffin. I didn't know what to do. I was so shocked. I was so shocked that I was pregnant. And actress and... I want to say chef, but she'll make me say cook, Lisa Faulkner. I was so scared that she was going to come and take my child away if I was going to tell anyone. (laughs) This is how it works. We drink wine, we talk. We've got three questions that we're going to talk about today that I know from knowing you all as well as I do that there's there's gold in them hills. Okay. And each question will be punctuated by a different wine. Oh, nice. Hence, white wine question time. This is my kind of podcast. It's a genius idea, isn't it? It's a great idea. Do you like it? Yeah. I think it's for women everywhere. (laughs) Are you ready? Okay, so I'm going to kick this one off. We've seen recently, and it's lovely news, there's a royal baby coming. Yes. Yes. 
Oh, oh. Nice, isn't it? I, did you cry, Hyde? Do you know what? I didn't know. I think I was so tired. <laughs> that I didn't mean your own baby. Yeah. Heidi cries at everything, by the way, including the theme tune to Downton Abbey. Has oh. this always been or is this Always. Since? No, oh, right. always. Yeah. And she's a beautiful cry. It's like crystals fall out of her no, eyes. It's oh. No, it's not. No, it's true. <laughs> they, oh, let's they, make they, you they, cry today. Let's see, yeah. the, let's see the crystal I've tears. I've just loaded up on my phone the theme tune to Downton Abbey. Oh. Just, just to so see that we if can I can do make it. a go. <laughs> so... We saw Meghan's lovely news and Harry's, because obviously it takes takes two to bake a royal baby. But my question is, to what lengths have you gone to keep important secrets? Ooh. So when I was pregnant, I remember before my, the night before my 12-week scan, I was hosting the Royal Variety performance with Philip Schofield. And I couldn't keep anything down, right? And Ooh. I had to be, I was basically working for the Queen. And on stage that night with me was Simon Cowell, who just fired me, oh. awesome, from the X Factor. And at the end of the night, I was, I mean, I had been throwing up like a good one all day. And I was very conscious that I might smell a bit. Yeah, a bit sick. And in fact, I remember John Bon Jovi recoiling. Oh. <laughs> like a bit, oh, Jesus. Um, and then we get back after the show to the, to the hotel and, and Philip Schofield loves a drink. He's going, come on, have a drink. And I said, I had to confide in him. Phil, I'm really sorry. I've thrown up about 16 times today. I'm going in for my scan tomorrow. And so weirdly, you know, thinking of Megan, one of the first people I told I was pregnant, apart from, you know, you guys, was Philip Schofield. How weird. <laughs> That's so funny. That's weird. Mine was me agent. And trying to keep it down <laughs> while scowling at Le Cowell, who was dead opposite yeah. me in the royal lineup, which took about an hour. Oh, and he was dead. Gosh, that's, that's absolutely yeah. hard. So, so that, that's that's a great way to conceal a secret. But what about you, girls? I can't hold me own more. So I sing like a bird. Everyone <laughs> knew. That? That's, like, that's lyrics. As oh. soon as I found out, everyone knew. <laughs> Oh, so way before like the 12 weeks? Yeah, I was like five weeks. And I, well, sure. actually, I found out I was pregnant when I was about a month pregnant. And I planned a, a big party because we just moved into our new house. And I planned this big birthday party and invited all my friends and found out I was pregnant the week before. And I thought, if they all come over and I'm not drinking, they're going to know anyway. Yeah. So I just told everyone. She did these phone calls, Aww. right? The phone calls were amazing. So I was away. I was away somewhere. What, and was it, I've got some news? Yeah, so she <laughs> left me this message. I, it's me, I've got some news. <laughs> oh, my God. She's, she's, already, she's already married. It's, it can only be one. <laughs> and I phoned her and just cried my eyes out because yeah. I know that that... that news meant more to you than anything yeah it was beautiful so yeah see but but you didn't keep you didn't you, you had to keep it a secret from certain people for a while didn't you yeah i couldn't like put it on my instagram or stuff like that um but yeah, i just told everyone as i saw I don't them understand why people have to keep i almost think that before the 12 week is exactly when everyone does need yeah. to know because it's when you're shattered you're being sick you feel rubbish and you kind of need to say to people this is because i'm i'm going through the early stages yeah but then if you if it doesn't work out then you've got it's only it's fine to tell i think i understand what you're saying because to tell all your friends that i would understand because they'd still be the people that you would tell if anything happened but if Mm. you're at work with people that you weren't really sure about yeah and you probably wouldn't then want to go Oh, by the way, because you might not see them for another six months and they'd go, oh, how are you? And you go, mm, yeah. didn't quite work yeah. out. I just think that, yeah, I suppose. I just it, Did you keep yours a secret, Ange? Yeah, I did keep mine a secret from, I mean, I told everyone, like my mum and Lisa, and oh. Lisa was the first. 
first person that I told. Oh. What, ahead of Jason? Yeah. No. no. God, I remember. I really? remember it so well. <gasps> Serious. What, Why? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she's my best friend and I love her more than anything. Well, and... <laughs> And we, and yeah. also, I suppose it had been you and Jason really had bad, been together. You've been together for about six, seven months. Nine months. Nine months. Is that all? Okay. Then? Yeah. It was. Oh, wow. I remember it was quite new, like a new relationship. Yeah. I didn't know it was that soon. I yeah, thought it was a couple of months. years. No, nine months. Wham, bam. Oh. And so, and he was aware at the time, and we hadn't. We had been trying to get. Well, no, we hadn't been trying to get pregnant, <laughs> but we hadn't been doing anything to stop ourselves no. from getting pregnant. Had you had the so chat? It was a. Yeah, but we had the chat after five days. After five days, <laughs> uh, went on our first date five days later. Five I love lines, you. five I wanna, days. I yeah. want to be with you for the rest of my life. I want to have kids. We'd done all that, but realistically, nine months down the line and you actually are pregnant. And I was only 27. And he was God, 33. And he'd had a few relationships before that were a bit <laughs> with people that you just go, he's not the settling down guy. And so even though we'd had those conversations, I... I wasn't sure how he was going to react. And he was in Rome. Oh God, that wine's already gone. <laughs> um, he was in Rome and I knew he was having a drink. And so I didn't know what to do. I was so shocked that I was, pre- I was so shocked that I was pregnant. Yeah. And so I phoned, yeah. I phoned Lisa and told Lisa. Lisa, what did you say? Oh, I was, I was so excited for her. And I was like, I actually, it's really funny. I was so pleased for her. And she was like, Lisa, I don't know what to do. You were really nervous. You were I really was. scared. And I remember being really excited for her. At the same time, I was thinking, well, I want to get pregnant because we'd been trying to get pregnant. Exactly, yeah. So I was, I have to say that it was the first time. And you were married time. by then? No, 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 no. No, but it was the first time that the baby jealousy monster sort of oh. came into my head mm. because I was like, I'm so really, really pleased for Angela and that's really, really good. But she wasn't even trying and she got pregnant. Mm. So, I, but I was so excited yeah. for you. Although I did have to go to a rap party the next day. I'd been on a job for a couple of months and it had been a really tough job. And I'd spent the whole time going, oh God, I can't wait for the rap party. I can't wait for this job to be over. <laughs> I get hammered. <laughs> I'm going to get so drunk. I got them to order a vodka luge. What's you know, that? So it's where they get ice. Oh yeah! Ice oh my god! Into a thing for and you. you, and then you go to the bottom with your mouth open, and they pour <laughs> vodka down the ice, so you get a nice chilled shot of vodka. Got them to get one of those for the wrap party, and I found out I was pregnant the night we wrapped that day. That night, found out I was pregnant. Had to go in the next day and go to the wrap party, and somehow pretend that the lush, as I was known on that <laughs> yeah. job, all of a sudden. Didn't want to go on the vodka luge. That was the toughest. Yes. That was really tough having to pretend to go, oh, yeah, I'll be back in a minute. And then go, oh, yeah, I've just had one. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. really, really, really hard. Because yeah. no one's going to buy that from you. Same yeah. way nobody would buy it from you at a party if you weren't no. drinking. <laughs> no. no. Especially I mean, my own big party. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. When we went to Maria's wedding, Maria Nibs, I was about 10 weeks then, and there was a big group of us, and everybody kept saying, why are you driving? I was like, I've got a new car. I hate cars. I'm not even bothered. Yeah. Nobody bought it, and then I lost my balance that night. Like sometimes pregnancy can just knock you off. You like mm. you, you lose your um, sense of distance, don't mm. you? And I fell over on the dance floor, and I broke Franny Williams's foot. Oh yeah. my gosh! Oh wow! Uh, yeah, this is Franny Williams, our friend, who was going off on a, the Spice Girls' last world tour the next day. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. Straight out of A and E in a boot. Oh no! It was bad. And, and did she think I you were strong? I was pregnant. She was going. I hate you. 
kind of with a smile, but seriously, she should hate me. I was, you know, I've ruined her but tour. But eventually she would yeah. get over it. She's, yeah. Yeah. She still doesn't come close to me. <laughs> I don't blame her. And, and Lise, what's been the, the biggest secret you've had to keep? Would it, would it be, I know, MasterChef. Oh, oh, that was yes, yes. That was a big secret. That, that was, was hard. Yeah, Master Chef was a huge secret because they sat me down. This is what you'd want it. Once by the way. I'd won, they sat us down in this room, very like this room, and the producer came in and she said, "Right, it's great that you've won, but I just need you to know that you cannot tell anybody." And I said, "Okay." Of course I won't tell anyone. And she went, no, 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 anybody. I mean, family members, friends, anybody. That's hard. Oh, we will know. know. She went, we Did will you? know if you what? have told somebody. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I was terrified. And I went, oh, okay, no, I won't tell anyone. I won't it's tell quite myself. a bit of time between winning and six the months. final I remember Lise telling me afterwards. six months. And but you, did you tell people? I told very few people. <laughs> That's a yes. You, you, you no, did, no, no, I yeah. Did. I mean, I, my sister, I told my sister and I told my husband at the time and... You didn't that was deny it. No, I didn't it. deny it. But I said to it. you that I was... I knew, knew I was close. Yeah. But I hadn't told her. Even Ange. Yeah. I hadn't told my Even dad. Even me. What? Because I was terrified. I really didn't of know. the lady producer, the scary yes. producer. Yeah. Carapace, I was so scared that she was going to come and take my child away if I was going <laughs> to tell anyone. And you just think, okay, now I think, gosh, first of all, you know, if you, I'm sure the press find out about who wins and they think, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, they're oh, not going to ruin yeah. it. But, but it, but you know what? It after winning secret. it, it was great to, to keep it and then. Yeah, but then you had to go through this ridiculous double life for six months where you decided you'd fallen in love with food and cooking so much. You you started working in kitchens in London, didn't you? In restaurants. But I wasn't allowed to do that until I started. Because they said you it would be really weird if you went into a kitchen and started working while you you know if you're on telly that people would ask why are you doing it so i'd like okay fine but i was desperate i was desperate to get into a kitchen so as soon as i you know as soon as i'd won i think probably about a week after i was in a kitchen straight so, in yeah and you were doing the pots the pans the past the pastries you did everything didn't all you? the peas I, yeah all the peas i did but I, I mean i did start off doing the rubbish jobs in each kitchen that i went in because nobody trusts you and they think Oh yeah, what you're on the telly? What and you think you're going to be a cook? Yeah, you want to be a chef? And you go, yeah, no, I really want to learn. And so I'd be there from, you know, I'd just do a day a week because obviously I had a life and I had to act and and do, a child, and, yeah, a child and whatever. So I just went every week. I'd go for a day and I'd do two services and I'd do anything. I mean, literally, I'd clear out the fridge, I'd clean the pots, I'd pick the herbs. I'd, you know, until I was eventually allowed on to Larder, where I was allowed to actually do something. Larder? It, yeah, because all, all of the not... starters and all the, you know, the oh. pâtés and all the lovely things that I got to make. But I had to wash the spinach and pick the herbs and brush the mushrooms before I was allowed to do anything. Yeah. I love that, Lise. That's a big key secret. It was a big, it was a big I'd secret. I'd just like to point out, though, that, that Ange told you about her pregnancy ahead of anyone else and you did not tell her you'd won MasterChef. I I'm tell just going to leave that there. Everything. <laughs> I don't know if it works uh, the other way around. But I do tell her everything. <laughs> and every time I got through on the, to another round, I'd be in the car. And, of course, I was terrified that I was in the car going home and the driver would listen to what Close I was saying. Close you up like a spy. But I'd go, 
and first person I told every time, and I'm through to the next round. Good. I can't believe it. And yes. she'd go, oh, of course, of course you, you were going to be round. I through. believed in you. You did all the time. Oh, you did. The way. That's you love did. that is. Yeah. Jodie Whittaker told her mum and didn't tell her dad that she was Doctor Seriously? Who. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, because she got told, like, absolutely categorically, you must not. And uh, apparently she told her mum, but didn't tell her dad because she knew that her dad just couldn't keep the secret and he'd just go around and tell everyone. Yeah, Yeah, see, actually, with big news, I would be the same. I would tell my mum, but my dad would literally broadcast it. There was a phase where my mum used to deny that she was my mother. Oh, wow. Because she's got the same surname. We're from a small town and people used to, she used to work in an office and people ring up and go, you're not related to that Kate Thornton, are you? She'd go, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Awful girl. Awful. Oh. And whereas my dad would be absolutely, she came into the world on the seventh of February, nineteen seventy-three, oh. and literally is like the oracle. Yeah. So you, you got to, you got to pick your confidence. Um, ladies, time for another wine. wine. Yeah. yeah. Go on then. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go on to the next mine. question. You ready? Wonderful. Go okay. on then. Um, we're on a lovely um, Alcante at the moment, an Alberino. Oh, I would love Would you like to Alberino. stick with that? Oh, do you? Yeah, I like an Alberino. Do you? Very nice. Well, that's what you've been drinking, Ange. Oh, I quite like it. Yeah, okay. Really nice. Well, let me fill you up. Where's your glass? Fill me up, buttercup. Here's one for you. Our next question. What's the one thing that you thought you'd grow out of? You still feel insecure about. Oh. Oh. My feet. They're My massive, massive feet. feet. <laughs> really? <laughs> My massive size nine feet. I thought there would be a point when I wouldn't care about them. And I really, really do. Do you? Yeah. You always joke are. about them. And Well, because you've got to get in there first, haven't you, before someone says, But we well, want to put your feet with you and I yes. feel bad now. No, I hate my feet. I just want to wear nice shoes. But you do have lovely shoes. I'm starting shoes. to get nice shoes. I've got a pair here, actually, with me today. I've, got I've never noticed your feet. They're massive. You're size tall. Nine. Nah, you can go and find a six foot woman and she's still got size sevens. And you're nine. And I'm a size nine, yeah. I mean, it's better than it used to be, I've got Do to you say. know who else is like that? She's got quite big feet. Paris Carol, Hilton. No, Carol, Carol McGiffin. And she used to buy shoes on eBay from drag queens. I did the same thing, Did you? Yeah. yeah, when I needed shoes for going out to a do, so I needed some proper fancy. Because you can get flat shoes and you can get trainers. But they, in the olden days, it was like, oh, if you had big feet, then you must be old. <laughs> it's like your feet grow with age. So did you have to go like, to like special shoemakers? Yeah, Saxon. For Saxon. Saxons, I remember that. Saxon, they yeah. used to have like yeah. sevens and aboves and, and threes and under. Shorts. Yeah, but the seven and aboves would have like four styles in. Exactly. All yeah. with Velcro. Yeah. Oh like every God. single one Like with orthopedic Velcro. shoes. Awful. Like so what? your school shoes were Velcros? Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah, I, they were I awful. love they were like you. proper nana, nana Did shoes. you get teased? Um, no, because what I did was I just wore trainers. I got to the point, and when I went to high school, um, I just bought black, because you had to wear black shoes, so I just wore black Nike trainers. Well, she kicked them with a massive feet. With massive, yeah. giant <laughs> plates of meat. They are in proportion, but um, but yeah, that's the thing that I thought I would, uh, I'd be at a point where it's like, who cares? What does it matter? And still and it, bothers you. Yeah. still does bother but me. But that, who, I mean, we preach that a lot, right? And we say it, and I say it some days, and I really believe it. And then there's other days when I just, I can't be accepting of myself. Yeah. Some no. days I just think, sod it. Yeah. Actually, you know, the the brain is the most important body part, and that's the thing we should celebrate. Yeah. By the heart and the children. conscience and the mind. And then there's other days when you just go, 
why cellulite? Why? Yeah. 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 I, I've never been body confident and I've been so many different sizes. And even when I've been tiny and looked back on and looked amazing, I remember feeling self-conscious. Yeah. I've, I've just never been comfortable. I've never been one of those girls who feels good walk, walking around in a bikini. No, me neither. Um, I've always liked a caftan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my poor husband came into my light. It's, n- it's nobody's friend. No. no, my husband came into my wardrobe the other day, and I didn't know he was going to walk in. And I'm like bent over, like moisturising my legs under them cellulite lights, you know, spotlight. <laughs> yeah. And he he opened the door, and I just went ape. I was like, "What are you doing? Get out! Get out!" But they don't and care. He, the boys and he, and he was like, it. No, I was like, "Don't look!" And he was like. You're my wife, of course. I'm gonna look at you. What's wrong with you? You're beautiful. Mm. But like, I was mortified. Mm. Yeah, we've been together for seven years. Yeah, <laughs> he's seen you give birth. He's seen me give birth. Yeah, but I just, I've never been comfortable. Heidi Range, you are, without doubt, one of the most beautiful human beings I know. Oh. Full stop. Mm. Inside yeah. and out. Mm. Honestly, you are. Mm. I wish you could. I wish all of you could see what we see as friends. But it's weird, isn't it, that we we don't don't. see it? We We just don't see it. I wasn't bothered for years. I don't remember. I mean, I look at some photos of myself now from the olden days. Like, there's one I'm wearing a white suit and a white bandow top. Oh, I know that. I remember that outfit. You look like one of the kitten. Something like that. I think I thought I was an all saint. Or a sugar baby. I really was an (laughs) all sugar sugar baby. And I thought I looked amazing. (laughs) I thought I looked really ace and I look back now and I go, who did you think you were going out like that? I don't think I was bothered for years. But actually, as I've got older, funny enough, having kids um, changed my perception of what of what I look like. See, when I first had children, well, I've only had one, unless I've forgotten. <laughs> but when I first had Ben, I went through this phase of just being really amazed by my body in yeah. terms of yeah. what it did. And what it looked like was absolutely unimportant and Mm. I loved that and Mm. I really really loved that mindset Mm. and I wanted to hold on to that and somewhere along the way it started to fade a bit Mm. and then recently I don't know if it's the age where I'm 45 and everything starts to drop a bit and I've I've not gone down that road of having work done or anything Mm. and I work out but only when I can and I've got history of eating disorders so I certainly don't diet but I am getting really upset with myself for being unhappy with Mm. the way I look yeah it's like yes you've got more than one chin and yeah. The intelligent part of me is going, so you've got, you know, so much else going on in your world that is way more important and fulfilling. But there is a lot of me that thinks about chins at the moment and I'm pissed off with myself <laughs> for that. It's so weird, isn't it? I'm, I'm unhappy with myself for being so predictably you know shallow. You you haven't got more than one. Yeah, wow. you haven't. You know, like sometimes when you're on Instagram, you go onto Instagram stories oh, oh, and, then you, and then yes, you're like, Jabba? Who's that? See, it's Everyone evil. It's has evil. That. I, I just, they, I find it terrifying, especially having a daughter. Mm. I, yes. I, I just really hope. I don't want her to ever think about what her body looks like because it's not important. It's not. It's it, not. That's, like I get what you're saying. Us. I'm cross well, with I myself. I was going to say, but then really, we have to for for our daughters to feel like that. We have to feel like that. Feel yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I kind of put my my mum's overweight, and she's always been overweight she's always been like obese overweight so in our house when I was growing up what you look like as long as you weren't 22 stone was then, all right. then you're all right so there was never and there was my mum didn't wear makeup you know she she wore flat shoes she didn't wear heels image and what you look like just wasn't or size at least wasn't important yeah, yeah. the color of my skin was a little bit of an issue just because of where we lived 
but the size of my body just never ever came into it and I do feel that I, that I took that with me for years yeah. and years and years and years and you know I've, me and Lisa Nick have been mates for ages they're both teeny tiny and I'd go oh god I'm look massive beside you two but I don't recall you ever never. being bothered no. about that are you bothered that's now? really but nice. I'm bothered now yeah, really and I'm so really funny. annoyed at well, myself. I wonder Where's if my it, I wonder if it's it's um social media I wonder if it's the magazines I wonder if like my body got put under a microscope I think it's America oh I think it's when you went to when you went off to Canada it could have started oh, no. in the fact that you were doing no before then when you did pilot season it might be to do with that because that made yeah. me change my thought did I it? just did you thought do going pilots. into an environment so where you just think... so people know is when you uh, literally actors from all over the world descend yeah. upon Los Angeles yeah. and pilot season is when they try out and see as many people as possible and audition uh, for all the new shows that it's are about 100 up. shows that all get um, yeah. that get commissioned and, and at that time and it is a cattle call it's horrific yeah. it's horrible oh I love it she <laughs> loves it <laughs> I hate it but she's but it's gonna go this year you do, it. yeah I know at least I can't to. imagine you liking a single second of that no I hated it and I was told the whole time you need to make a bit more of an effort so I'd come in and what this do you was mean? like 15 so 18 years ago so I'd come in as an English actress you'd go British actress you'd go into a job and you'd wear your jeans and a t-shirt and you'd have very little makeup on and you'd you know read. how much she doesn't want to dress up no, like, I never want to dress up overdressed anyway. is the worst thing in the world and so and then I'd, you'd be there and you'd vaguely read for an, an audition in London you'd read something but you wouldn't be you'd be familiar with it but you wouldn't know it and you'd chat about it and everyone would go thanks very much and you leave the tube you know get on the tube by the time you get home you've got a uh, recall and it's all you know that's the way you get your job and you've worked hard on it but it's not about really what you look like and it's a completely different thing going to America I was told you need to wear makeup you need to put some makeup on wear heels. you need to start going to the gym you need to start you're really thin but you don't have any definition to your body what? you don't have this you don't have, have they that they not seen your amazing knockers <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I'm looking at them right now. I've you. always had a thing for your... You've got a great I love rack. you. I love <gasps> you. But it was terrible. It was that thing where you just go... And I'd go into these rooms and there were these beautiful blonde girls, all with the same length hair as me, but all like a Barbie version of me, that I'd think, oh, if I really tried hard, maybe I'd look like that, but I don't have the inclination it's not to you. be... It's not me at all. They and don't I did... care over there whether it's you or not. No. <laughs> and, and I think if you don't have the confidence to do that, I just kept thinking, I don't have the confidence, and it knocked me. Whereas Ange is brilliant at going in and going, yeah, I can do it, I can do it, and she's just... She's amazing, whether she believes, thinks oh, yeah. it or not. But I'd buy very, anything but I, So would I. I really I've... would. If you said... I'm going to fly this, this plane. Get on. Yeah. I, know. You, okay. I think she probably can. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you saying you're insecure about your feet, like you don't come across as insecure at all about oh. it. You seem so confident, which is so lovely. You seem like yeah. really so confident, funny. really sure of yourself. I am about some stuff. I think because I was, I've never but been also, blonde. don't you find it I've some never days? been thin. I've never been, to me, I've never had to compete on that level. Mm. I've always been other so it's like I don't even have to get involved in that there's no point because I'm never ever gonna mm. gonna win that at all so I think that that kind of helps with that confidence of just going well I can't can't compete so I'll just hang out over here yeah but um I think I don't think it was it was America I think it was I think it was having babies and all of a sudden you're under the microscope people are now looking at your body and they're watching it grow and I put on four and a half stone five stone when I got pregnant I ate 
cake, like it was going out <laughs> of fashion. Like it, w- I just wanted carbs, simple carbs. Yeah, c- carbs and I all the time. Ate and ate, and everyone's going, "Oh, have some more, have some more." And then I had the baby, and I was still mahusive. Until all those, yeah, but there was all the magazines that were out, and it's like, oh, look, at her. and. And and that's when I first went. Oh, I better really start working out. I better actually get myself back. And down now you again. work out a lot. I think you look amazing. She is amazing. Oh, you are. I think Massive you're one feet, though. You can't sexy work the feet woman. Out, can you? But <laughs> I say that can't as make an the entirely feet any heterosexual smaller. woman sat here now <laughs> yeah. with two glasses of wine under my belt. Uh, you do. I think you're all amazing. I think but, we have to we have to walk around whether we believe it or not, yeah. so yeah. that our daughters. Exactly. Yeah. See that yeah. it's not. I, I exactly. would hate Aurelia to feel how I felt at times. Yeah. At times. Yeah. I would really hate that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what was really funny? Somebody said to me the other day, I was saying oh, about meeting casting directors because of going back into acting. And I said, what the really annoying thing is that a load of them think they know me because they've seen me or they knew me six, seven years ago, but they haven't seen me since then. And the guy I was talking to said, well, yeah, and you've, you've aged, you know, it's been six, seven years, you've right. aged. And I went, yeah, I have. And then I thought, oh. And all I could think was, oh, my gosh, I must look really, really old. I'm wizened. And instead of thinking, well, yeah, yeah. Course I've I have, of course I've aged. And I'm 46, and that's absolutely fine. I just then took it as a big... Like, so I was like sitting in my house going, I've aged, that's it. I've, I might as well just give up now. It's annoying, and isn't that's it? awful, it's isn't it? Isn't it? Because we're already older than we were at the beginning of this podcast. And it's yes. happening to everyone. Yeah. Everybody's getting older. It's yeah. not like we're on our own in a corner, like just aging like a little... But in other cultures, they celebrate wisdom and experience. Yeah, exactly. so I yeah. wish we could more because then maybe we wouldn't... I mean, I, you yeah. know, I think we've all been really honest here about the fact that we you know we walk a very and and talk a very hard line, which is love the skin you're in, celebrate who you are. But there are just days where even you Pick can't step yeah. up to that, mm. and and I'm getting more and more of those days, and I'm really going to have a word with myself, mm. yeah, or a glass of wine, or a glass of wine. <laughs> One more, yeah. one more, shall we? Yeah. Go on then. God, I've not okay. Got- I've proper got so white wine, right? I actually call it white wine because it makes me quite leery. Yeah, and me. <laughs> I mean, I, I do have loads of people that say to me, do you remember the phone call? I remember I would phone people up after being completely hammered, drinking white wine, and I'd phone, like, ex-boyfriends, and then, like, <laughs> oh, wow. but from years ago, and I'd be walking around Waitrose the next day with a bit of a hangover, and my phone would ring, and I'd go, hello? Hi, Lisa. Hello? It's, it's Andy. I went out with you when you were sort of 90. Yeah. How are you? You don't remember you called me last night? No. 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 And there'd be this whole conversations that I would have no idea about. Probably in your head about. at the time, you, you're like, oh, do you know what? I'll give Andy a call. Just see how he is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was I, all I, with I, the best um, intentions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Awful. Or when you look at your text the next morning, you're like, oh, shh. <laughs> no, if you look at your Twitter feeds or yeah. your Instagram oh, yeah. and you oh. go, that's the one. It's the Twitter. At least text is one person. And I, I post it at one a.m. today. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! As well, do, yeah. do you remember when weirdly, like all my dreams came true when I uh, George Michael phoned me? Oh. I loved, I loved George oh, Michael forever from, from like the beginning of time, and I thought we were gonna, you know, ultimately I was gonna be Mrs. Michael. My gaydar was off. Anyway, <laughs> fast forward to many, many, many years later, he phones me on Loose Women and asked to be put through to me live on the show. 
And literally, I'm on an ad break, and the producer comes into my earpiece, and he goes, I, I, I don't want you to freak out, but George Michael's on the line, and he wants to talk to you, and we're going to put him live on the next ad break. Don't tell the other women. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, my husband, my husband's on the line. And I speak to George Michael on the line, and it's amazing. And, you know, I literally had to scrape myself off the floor. Anyway, I come off air, and the producer comes up to me, and he goes, George has asked me to pass you his number. And I went, oh, no. No, oh, no, no, wow. no, no, I can't take it because I will yeah. drink and dial. Yes, of course. I, I will drink oh, and wow, dial. really? But I don't want you to, what I don't want him to do, I have this massive quandary, like I don't want him to think, and I, I loved him so much, I don't want him to think I'm being rude. So you have to ring him back for me and say, and he was going, like what, that you've got a drinking problem and you can't <laughs> trust yourself? I was like, no, don't say that, because, you know, <laughs> we still might marry. This. <laughs> yeah. We still could marry. Um... I was like, just, just, just ring him back and say, oh yeah, just, just say I'm like a massive fan and I'm scared of drinking and dying. Just be honest with him, but give him my number and tell him if he ever wants to get in touch to give me a call. And at the time I was doing this with him, but I was also hosting this morning on a Friday with Peter Andre, who's Greek, right? So a couple of weeks after that, I'm driving home from this morning in my car and I've done the show, and the phone goes, and I don't recognise the number, I pick it up. Hey, hi. Hey, it's the singing Greek, right? And I thought, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pete. So I'm like, all right, what's up? What'd you forget? Right, so I just left him at the studios, and he's like, nothing, I'm just having a bath, and I just thought I'd give you a call. I was like, you're having a bath? What, in the studio? <laughs> no, it's me, George. I was oh, like, my George God. George who? And he went, George Michael. I went, Oh my god, are you in the bath naked? <laughs> yeah, that's that's people how bath. We get in the bath. Oh my god, you're gonna have to call me back. I can't cope. And I was going round, you know, the IMAX roundabout near yes, London yes, Studios. Yes. I was just driving round it like a crazy oh. woman. Going, oh my god, oh my god, George Michael's naked did on the phone to me. Back? He did call me back. Oh my oh. gosh, did you have a we chat? Did. We became we became lovely phone friends, and, oh. and, I, and I was and 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 friends. But we would chat and I loved him so much. But how funny is that? Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's such but a lovely story. story. I love that when George story. Michael became my friend. I was literally beside myself, wasn't oh. I? And I tried to keep it a secret, but I couldn't because it was just like to people at Hyde. I was like, you won't believe it. Look in my phone. It's his number. Oh. I never phoned him. I always let him call me. Well done. Yeah. That's why I miss him drunk. too. I really miss I him. I love that man. He was amazing. He amazing. Was. Anyway, bye. since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Last question, ladies. Okay. okay. Here we go. If you were forced to relive one 10 minute block of your life again over and over for eternity, what 10 minutes of your life would you choose? <laughs> You've made me cry. This is a great. <laughs> Heidi's crying, I've won! <laughs> oh, I love you, Heidi. Oh, what is it, Heidi? What is it? It's Aurelia's birth, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Of is it? it is. Oh, oh, darling. Because you know what? We're all so messed up at that point. We forget the, the magic moments, don't we? <laughs> when, oh. So, yeah, talk, Hyde. Oh, no. Hey, hey. You know, everyone, In a, I think in most women's, like, pregnancies and birth and babies, they always have a, a bit that's really hard. And I just, I had the most amazing pregnancy. And birth, I, I had troubles after she was born. Um, but her birth was the most magical experience I've ever had in my whole life. And, I mean, it was it was literally me in the bed. My husband was sat here. I had the obstetrician there and a midwife there. The lights were dimmed. It was so calm. And I I was, like, in a zone. I mean, I, I'd had an epidural, <laughs> so I, was, <laughs> I wasn't feeling the excruciating pain. And, and, you know, it was like pushing and it was 40 minutes of pushing and, and I just will never, ever forget I'd, all through my pregnancy. 40 minutes, is that all you I did? I pushed for 40 minutes, yeah. So the 10 minutes you want though is after the pushing though, is it, which is the 10 yeah. minutes? 10 minutes, when, when she, she, when she was at... born, when she yeah. was born, but all through my pregnancy, I also kept thinking was, I can't wait to look into her eyes. I can't mm. wait to see what her eyes are like and look into them. And I just will never forget the obstetrician saying to me, open your eyes. And I looked down and she was just like this little doll and she was just staring at me. Like, oh, and, 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 me and I just, me. I, I got, I held her straight away and she latched on and just, that, that 10 minutes was just magical and I will never ever forget it. Um, so yeah, that oh, is, that so is my. Beautiful. Um, oh, yeah. mine was going to be about. But you know, you know, you say you think that I say <laughs> she was like a little doll, you. and then you look back, and it, she didn't look like a little doll. No, she looks like <laughs> scrunched up. That is that is magical. Angie, we're going to talk about someone you slept with. <laughs> Go on, Angie. I'm not doing it. I've not had that much wine. But there are a few ten minutes that I would. Oh yeah, uh, you're would, right. Um, actually, yeah. Like, when I think about, yes, yeah, okay. Know, are you going yeah. sexy? Back are you going in, sexy time? Well, a little bit. Like, you know, back in the day when it's. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's you your know. 10 minutes, babe. You choose. I mean, I love my children. I adore them and the moments they came out. You can't pick one over the other, can you? So no, that knocks exactly. them both out. So there we go. So that's there it. Go, so, go. so they're out. Fair's fair. Um, oh, what 10 minutes would I relive? Yeah, there's a couple of... <laughs> I'd find it hard to choose one 10 minute, but I think it would be a 10 minute when you've just met someone and you've you've got that that moment where you where you know that everything's um, stars yeah. are aligned, starting. yeah, and it's that where you can just stare at each other <gasps> for ten minutes yeah. and not say a word, and yeah, 
This is going Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. I am, do you know what? I am. And I think it's really weird because I think, oh gosh, I, so I could choose John or I could choose seeing my mum again or oh, I could choose yeah. Billy. Do you know what I mean? There are so many moments in my life that I would go. But they're oh, your three seminals my, right there, right? You've just tripped those out. Straight away, so they're your. They must be three of your most seminals. Yes, so so they're yes, they're my ones. But then, if I want, if I was going to be fun about it, can I be a fun ten minutes? You can yeah. be. Is it yeah. entirely yes. up to you? So so when I met Angela and Nicola, we went to the IL Style Awards, oh. and the night that we met, we were, we it was the first night that we'd sort of found out that we were working together, and we were so excited, and. We all had our dresses on and we were all sitting on this table and we suddenly we decided we were going to go to the loo. And we went into the loos in the Style Awards and we sat in a cubicle in the loo and gabbed away with... We had a bucket of wine each <laughs> and we literally didn't stop talking to the point that the whole party had finished. People oh. And the cleaners came the cleaners in, came in and told us and that told the party was, the party was well, over. You sat, sat the whole thing we out sat, in the loo. We sat, sat on, the on one bins. on the loo, one on the sanitary bin. I think we bought the other sanitary bin into the loo and we didn't <laughs> stop talking. Uh-huh. And I thought that night I've met my two best friends. Oh. And it was just... So if I had those t- 10, minutes ten minutes in the loos, it was so much fun. But that's, that's, so that's a really lovely, yeah. fun one. That's a love affair right there, right? Oh, it was. Your yeah. girlfriends are affair. some of the greatest loves of your life. I think totally. that's, they're, they're the 10 minutes that you want to relive, whether it's a yeah. love affair with your baby or a love affair with a friend or your love affair with your lover. It's yes. a connection, isn't it? Yes, it's exactly. Connection. Yeah, it's that, yeah, it's that beginning. It's that those... Because that's it. It's all about beginnings. beginnings. Yes, yeah. it is beginnings, it's isn't it? About the greatest yeah. loves of your life. Yeah. 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 What's yours? Oh, mine would be looking at literally what you've said, Heidi. But my birth was so horrific and so awful. <laughs> I mean, literally, it was a bloodbath. Um, and I thought I, I was going to die. I remember one of our friends, Shiara, went, went to see Kate as soon as she's had Ben. And I couldn't wait to hear how he was. And I called Shiara and I was like, oh, what's he like? How is she? And she went... It's like she's been in a car crash in that room. She <laughs> oh, was really? like, it was awful. It was awful. I mean, I'd been in like, kind of false labour for about 12 days. and um, <laughs> Just the 12 days. Just the 12 days. I literally went into labour. There was used to be this restaurant. What was it called? St Albans. Do you remember? It was uh, some posh old restaurant. And ITV had taken me out for lunch. And I was like, out here. And Melvin Bragg was at the next table. And it was like a work lunch. And I remember going... Oh, well, yes, I know exactly. Yeah, do you know the yes. one I mean? And, and I'd left my car at ITV... And I was having this, because of that kind of blind belief that, yes, I'm going to have this baby and come straight back to work. And it's going to be fine. So I'm having this lunch. And I go, a start, false labour. And I'm trying to style it out over lunch. And Melvin Bragg's going to me, hello. And I'm going, hi. And I'm literally contracting. Or Braxton Hicks, whatever they're called. And then I I remember trying to get back into my car when I got back to ITV. And I'd started crawling to get to my car and the security cameras must have picked oh, it up wow. and they came down they're like, are you all right? I was like, I'm actually fine. I'm fine, don't worry. A bit pregnant, but it's nothing. Crawling Not due yet. Miles away. I'm just going to drive myself home. And, and then that, you know, 12 days of that. And then the birth was terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, and then all of that just dissipated the moment he was passed to me. And I looked at this child and it was like I'd known him forever. And he's my love, he's my life, he's my everything. Nice. He's my beauty. And and I spent that night with him. I mean, he was, he was, he was in a pretty bad state. He was premature, he was very early. 
Um, and I was compl- I literally did look like I'd been run over. Shiara said I was the best contraception she'd ever seen. <laughs> um, and, and he was horribly early. And we were put in a, a room on our own for the night. And that, for me, if I could take even 10 minutes from that oh. night, where it was just me and him in the quiet... And I just fell in love and I stared and I stared and I loved and I loved and I've never stopped staring and loving ever since. And he is my, he's my heart, my soul, my bones, my, ah, I love him. That's well said. Even when he drives me mad. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? I still love him. So the love you can have even though they drive you crazy. And I look back on that night and I'm so, I'm so foggy and out of it because none of my epidurals worked. So when they started to stitch me and I literally leapt off the table, they went, oh my God, the epidural didn't work. I was like, I told you it hurt. So it turns out I'd done it like heroically without drugs, which is not at all what I wanted. I wanted all the drugs. Um, And then they gave me like a spinal anesthetic. So at first I was trying to get to him in those little kind of plastic cots and my legs wouldn't work. And that, uh, that horrible fear of like, I've got to get my baby, I've got to get my baby. And then... By the evening, the anaesthetic had worn off and I could stagger around the room and I just I just didn't sleep. I don't think I stopped looking at him for three weeks. We didn't put the TV on for three weeks. I just oh. stared at him. So, yeah, I'd have any of those ten minutes back. Yeah. It's so lovely. Or George Michael phoning me. Oh, yeah. George. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, George, George in the, in the bath. bath. Yeah. Oh, George Michael <laughs> naked in the bath. All I know is I've got two massive glasses of wine, so we need another question. Yeah. <laughs> That's our third. You've lost count, isn't it? I've done it. My concept that we could just go all night. All night. Really, we really could. could. Did you enjoy it? Oh, really I loved it. it. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And actually, if you recorded it and you wanted to have the white wine, you could just play it back and yeah. realize yeah, what you'd say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we go, I would just want to say a massive thanks to our beautiful friend Andy Bell, uh, formerly of Ride and Oasis, who has created the music for this podcast. Oh, so what oh, you're listening to geez, right Andy. now comes from the beautiful mind and fingers of a very talented and lovely man. And we'll be back next week with more friends, more wine and more conversation. Julie Graham! It was so amazing that she sought me out somehow. Whenever I hear the word kind, I always think about it. Sitting next to her is Tamsin Utwait. Don't let me down, be very funny. Sometimes I'm funny, sometimes I'm too tired to be funny. (laughs) But today's not that day. Today's not that day, Kate. Last but not least, she is an entrepreneur, she's a classical musician, she was a pop star, she's an incredible broadcaster. Uh, She is... Mylene Clark! Because you're just thinking I'm going to lose everything. You're so frightened. I know this is going to be not just a good episode, it's probably going to be an all-time great. Free shooting from the hips, from the lips. Let's go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, feel free. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is whitewinequestiontime at yahoo.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at WhiteWineQT. White Wine Question Time is produced by me, Kate Thornton, and Caitlin Mercer. Music's provided by the genius Andy Bell. Sound engineering and editing is by Lolita Laguna. Of course, much wine was consumed during the making of this programme for your entertainment. However, I can't say it enough. Please drink responsibly. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 